Welcome back to Caped Chronicles, episode number 16. We're going to be talking about Batman and Robin, the classic from 1997. To introduce everything that's going on, I just have to quote, grab the gym, kill the heroes. And uh, we're looking forward to digging into this awesome movie full of one-liners and rubber suits. But before I go any further, I am Mike, and I look forward to talking about it. But I can't do this alone. I have three other co-hosts with me. Carrie, how are you? Uh, I'm. I was doing good until you started referring to bet this movie as a classic, and then I, I, I I'm <laughs> seriously in doubt of your mental capacity right now. It's not very high quality right now, that's for sure, after watching this movie. I, I may need to grab the uh, other half of that bottle of wine. <laughs> and uh, so that's Carrie, and the one you heard laugh was Fred. Fred, how are you? I'm doing really good, buddy. I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode. It is going to be a hot mess. <laughs> it's going to be It's going to be a garbage fire mixed with the train wreck, mixed with <laughs> pour the gasoline and let it go. And, uh, <laughs> so, well, good, good. We're looking forward to talking. And the one you haven't heard yet is Andrea. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Ready to talk about this. Good deal. <laughs> good deal. We're going to dig in all that. But before we talk about the movie, we just have a couple of network announcements. First of all, make sure you check out DC Talk, Guardians of the MCU. Obviously, you're listening to Cape Chronicles. Check out all the other podcasts we have on our network. We have Fangirl Confessionals, a tight beam if you like Expanse, which I've never seen yet, but I'm working on getting into it. Um, so make sure you check out the tight beam, check out um, the Outer Rim, a lot of exciting ones. And we just had a staff Christmas special where we learned some unusual backgrounds of people. Um, some relationships were broken, some relationships were formed in this special so make sure you check out the staff christmas special and it was a lot of fun does anybody have any other announcements before we move into the film uh, no guys not no. this week all right andrew why don't you read us a summary of this classic batman and robin movie all right so batman and robin try to keep their relationship together even as they must stop mr freeze and poison ivy from freezing gotham city all right. What an awesome summary of this, what they call a movie. Uh, to a little bit about the cast and crew. The director was Joel Schumacher. We're not really going to talk much more about him. Um, some of the famous things he was on was Phantom of the Opera. He directed Batman Forever the last time, the last movie we, um, we did with Batman, um, and St. Emil's Fire. But talk about some of the actors. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger played Dr. Victor Freeze. And also Mr. Freeze. He was in the Terminator series, Predator. He was Conan. No erasure. We are not doing Conan. Uh, Running Man. Kindergarten Cop. Did you ever see Kindergarten Cop? Yes. Years ago. And Twins and Junior. (laughs) No. I've seen all of his comedies. Uh, Total Recall. He was in Expendables. He was also the governor of California. Oh, you had to remind me of that, didn't you? (laughs) Just, 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 just had to, just had to. Put oh, that he, in there. he almost, he almost got me laid off. So I, I'm, he I'm still, I'm still a bit bitter. Yeah. yeah One of my favorite movies of his was True Lies. I don't see that on the. Yeah, list. I don't see that, that either. This is what happens when when Mike has to when Mike makes the list. I only make, I only make, I only put movies on there I've seen. 
<laughs> Governor of California is a movie you've seen? It, no, it, Governor it was, of California it, is something I've experienced. <laughs> uh, then we have a new Batman. We have George Clooney. Better than Val Kilmer. Um, he played Batman Bruce Wayne. He also played in ER, Facts of Life. He was the main character in the Oceans movie series and also Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Among other anything things. Else, among other things. Anything else that you guys know him from? No, I don't like him. You don't, you don't? like him? I don't <laughs> well, like Andrew, him let's just tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, I don't like George Clooney. I just, I, I don't I had to just endure him for two hours today, so maybe that's why I'm in a <laughs> shitty that's, mood. Maybe that's why. Dang it, Andrew! Now I gotta bleep that out. Oh, that's not that's not a bad word. Oh, uh, it could be worse, uh, Mike. It could be. Uh, then we have Chris O'Donnell played Robin or Dick Grayson. He also played Robin and Dick Grayson in Batman Forever. He is also a main star on NCIS Los Angeles and was also in the Three Musketeers movie. Which Mike hasn't seen. I've seen that one. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Um, They've made so many different... um, Three Musketeers. I just didn't even know which one to even, you know, which one they were talking about. So, anyways, uh, then you had a couple of new ones. We had Uma Thurman played Poison Ivy, or Doctor Pamela Isley played in Pulp Fiction, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Kill Bill. Never heard of Gattaca or Dangerous Liaisons, but hey, she played in those too. Um, then you had Alicia Silverstone played Batgirl or Barbara Wilson. She played, I know her from Blast from the Past. Uh, you seriously Clueless. have not seen Clueless? No. Really? No. Okay. Just, I like, I've never seen The Crush or Tropic Thunder. Or any, or Aero, Aeros- or any Aerosmith or, mu- uh, video, music video no, from the 90s. No, I've seen some of their music videos, just not all of them from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember <laughs> I remember her from, from, from Blast from the Past that was an awesome movie it was fun it was good it was good and then of course you had our famous Alfred alright so we I'm not going to mention anything else he was in uh, I know he was Toymaker in Doctor Who um, our composer again was Elliot Goldenthal we're not going to really talk much about um, what they directed because well we've pretty much gone through their list already if you haven't, go back and listen to our previous episodes of Batman, and you'll see what we were talking about. Fred, a little bit about the box office. What do we got? Sure, Mike. Runtime was two hours, five minutes. This movie is rated PG-13, uh, probably from all those one-liners. Yep. Um, it yeah, was that's released totally June tw- <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> uh, released t- <laughs> June 20th, 1997, and it had a budget at a $125 million. Uh, opening weekend domestically did forty two million eight hundred and seventy two thousand. Lifetime domestic gross one hundred and seven thousand three hundred sorry, one hundred seven million three hundred and twenty five thousand. Worldwide gross two hundred thirty eight thousand sorry, two hundred thirty eight million two hundred and seven thousand. You really want just want that to be thousands and not millions, don't you? <laughs> It really they made a lot be. of money on. They made a lot of money on the toys, though. They said they may not have done great on the box office, but man, they killed it in the toys. Yeah, I well, I'm uh, sure full, they did. Disclo- full disclosure: most of my Batman action figures come from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <gasps> Mine too. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, it, I, I suppose the movie was good for something, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. Fred. And the last one, the, the last one we have here is the Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics gave it a whopping ten percent. Audience, <laughs> not much better at sixteen. The audience was clearly oh. on was clearly smoking something if they if they thought it was good enough to be a sixteen percent. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh. Uh, any other kind of notes about this movie before we dig into it? Okay, Carrie? so Con Air came out two weeks before, um, and Men in Black came out two weeks after, and both movies are much better. <laughs> <laughs> it was number one in the opening weekend. That's uh, that's shocking. Says a lot that's, right there. That's a, there says a lot right there. Um, Six Flags was a huge promoter of the film. Taco Bell was as well and went as far as offering collectible cups and a contest with a replica of the Batmobile as the grand prize. Um, we we have some awards here. Uh, AS, a, ASCAP uh, Film and Television Music Awards. Um, uh, top box office film uh, for Elliot Goldenthal. Um, Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, Uma Thurman and Chris O'Donnell for uh, Favorite Actress and Supporting Actor. Uh, kid uh, Alicia Silverstone won Favorite Movie Actress uh, at the Kids' Choice Awards in 1998. Um, Razzie Awards, um, Alicia Silverstone, Worst Supporting Actress. <laughs> wow. Hang on, it gets better. Uh, just just, j- just nom- read what they were that, nominated nom- for. Nominees, Worst Picture... <laughs> Uh, worst, uh, worst screen couple, <laughs> George Clooney and, and Chris O'Donnell. Worst supporting actress, <laughs> uh, actor. Worst supporting actor, uh, Chris O'Donnell and Schwarzenegger. Worst supporting actress, Uma Thurman. Uh, worst, oh. <laughs> uh, reckless disregard for human life and property. Uh, worst remake or sequel. Worst director. Worst screenplay. Uh, worst original song. <laughs> This li- this list goes off the page, guys. I can't even I can't even read all of this. It's way too wow. small. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Stinker Bad Movie Awards from 1997. Alicia Silverstone, Worst Supporting Actress, Worst Picture. Uh, oh Joel Schumacher, Worst <laughs> Worst Sense of Direction. Akiva Goldman, Worst Screenplay for a film grossing more than 100 million using Hollywood math. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Um, and the Yoga Awards, the, the Yoga Awards, nineteen ninety eight, worst foreign actress, um, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> wow. And I, poor, I knew that. I knew it was bad, but wow. Poor, poor, poor Alicia Silverstone. She has been like land blasted at this yes. movie. Uh, I do. I do feel. I do feel sorry for her. Um, this, <laughs> that this movie um is in her filmography. I really do feel sorry for her. The 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 the, the two that they get me is the one the nominee for worst reckless or disregard for human life and property, and then the stinker bad award for they won for worst sense of direction for Joel Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, I worst mean, just <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you, Carrie, for those wonderful notes about this um, classic Batman movie. Wonderful is a relative term at this point. <laughs> yes, it really is. 
So a little bit about our backgrounds uh, for this movie. I first saw it when it first when I was first able to find it on DVD back in the early 2000s. That was when I first um, saw the movie. Carrie, what about you? Um, I haven't watched this movie since um, it came out on cable. It was two hours of my time that was wasted then and about that now. <laughs> uh this is the first movie, full disclosure, this is the first movie on our list that I've watched while intoxicated. Uh, the wine made it almost tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Andrea, what about you? Um, my brother went through a phase where he was loving everything Batman, Superman, and all that stuff. So I would see this movie being played in his room in passing um so i know some of the scenes but this is the first time i actually sat down and listened to all the cringe that it could bestow upon this universe (laughs) fred what about you i wasted two hours of my life 21 years ago and i repeated it today I, oh. I, I like tw- seriously twenty minutes in, I found myself wanting to watch uh, the Power Rangers movie from from last month, and I hated that. The opening sequence alone, I was done. Yeah, I was like, really? I was like, I, I, was, like, I, was, re- I was reaching for the wide model after that. I was like, <laughs> I was actually so encapsulated by this movie that I didn't realize I was forty five minutes into the movie and I didn't have a single note down yet. Oh man! Wow, how are we? How are we even? You know, able I mean, to work I'm not saying Mike? it was good. It was just, it, I'm not saying it was good. I said it was just, such, it was such a train wreck. I couldn't turn away. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help but look. I couldn't help but look. Oh, now let's talk about the villains. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, what do you think of the villains? Oh, it made me miss all of the animated series villains. Oh, and it doesn't it doesn't help that John Glover was in this movie and I would rather listen to him play the Riddler than watch him create the live action version of Poison Ivy again. Well, he he was better um, as Lex Luthor, not Lex Lionel Luthor, Luthor. But, but Lionel Luthor in Smallville. Yep, I agree. So, uh, Andrea, what about you? What did you think of our villains in this movie? There were so many. I, I feel like it was overly concentrated, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, Freeze had its moments. Um, I started to hate him as soon as he started saying cool and freeze way too many times. I was like, okay, start the countdown of how many more we have left. It's like a drinking um, game at that point. Yes. I, honestly, I think somebody counted. He used like 65 different cold puns in this movie. Uh, that's amazing. I really wish I could have made it into a drinking game. That was a good idea. <laughs> um, the Poison Ivy lines were very cringe. And now looking back, the fact that my little brother was watching this when he was in elementary school kind of like irks me. Um, and then like... Bane. I mean, I don't just don't know what to say about him. I kind of felt really bad at the very end for him because he was just like scrawny and there was nothing left of him. Well, he was scrawny know, when he was scrawny before they created him too. And, yeah. And I, I have I have very definite feelings about their use of Bane in this movie. Yeah, uh, it's it, the only reason why Poison Ivy co- could sell her action figures. So I mean, she said it even in the in the movie. Oh, I exactly. had, 
I had a Poison Ivy action figure from this movie. Wow. I'm sorry. Did it come with a Bane? It did not come with a Bane, but it came with the outfit she was wearing. That's for sure. She wore a lot of outfits. Yeah, this one was a uh, very sexualized outfit for an action figure. Mm. So, anyways, uh, Fred, what did you think of the villains? I thought uh, Poison Ivy's character was the most compelling. I I thought that was done marginally well. Um, Dr. Freeze, or Mr. Freeze, whichever, he had a really good concept, but I don't think it played out very well in the movie. And... Bane, I just didn't understand at all. Like, I think Fred so just... smelled a lot of those chemicals that she was like blowing. That's why he likes <laughs> her so much. Pheromone spray. That explains so much. Oh, uh, Bane is this dumb monster guy, but yet he's driving and he's following orders really well. Like I, I don't get it. Yeah, well, and I, I... Bane, Bane is t- traditionally a very, very intelligent person who just mm-hmm. happens to have a bit of a drug problem and Bane is the guy who broke Batman like right. turning him into turning him into a lackey and a stupid one at that is insulting it it it, it really is I enjoyed the Bane in um the Nolan trilogy series a oh, yes. lot more than this one I agree um I I enjoyed Freeze I think that they had too many villains, which made it hard to have any one compelling villain. It just it just didn't make sense that he wanted to freeze the world and she wanted to spread plants. And she wanted to help him when that would have killed everything. It was really funny because one of the lines that I really hated and I wanted to like strangle the director was when Freeze says um, what something along the lines of like what caused dinosaurs to go extinct, yeah. and he says the ice, the ice age. age. I was like, uh, no, 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 but okay. But moving on. But yeah, so like Poison Ivy's trying to help freeze, but she's just trying to do the polar opposite of what she, I just, whatever. It didn't make sense. All right. Well, let's talk a little about the storytelling. Fred, what'd you think of the story? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, overall, <laughs> if they pulled this movie apart, there's some really good points that they had. Like the Doctor Freeze villain, he could have done his own thing, and Poison Ivy, she had her own compelling story. If they pulled it apart and they redid the entire thing, I think it would have turned out really well. So. No. The, 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 I know. I know there was a sequel planned for this for this movie, and I yeah. think they said when when Joel Schumacher was on a tour or something like that to promote the toys, they said he got a call because he was hearing how how bad the movie was bombing and how mad people were getting on the movie. That he said, you know, guys, I don't want to do another one. But that film, that script was supposed to be Harley Quinn as as Joker's daughter. Mm-hmm. There were I, that- I never heard that one. There was a rumor uh, because the comic book I, the comic book store I worked for um, catered to a lot of um, industry people. There were rumors that they were looking at Howard Stern for the Scarecrow, and See, that's I all I need Nicolas to say. Cage. That's all I need to say. I saw I saw Nicholas Cage. They were looking at him for Scarecrow. Well, they at at that point in the nineties, Nicolas Cage was trying to play Superman, so I don't think that would have that would have happened. 
Yeah. Well, uh, Andrea, what did you think of the story? Uh, <laughs> no. It was too all over the place. It, honestly, like I feel like the acting was horrible. I know that they they really burned and like crucified Alicia for her role, but honestly, it was really bad. Like she over sexualized a lot of her lines, particularly when she was talking to Alfred, and it became super creepy. Yeah. Um, so there is his niece. Ooh. Yeah, and just the way she would look at him, I was like, okay, is there something going on behind the scenes? Because I do not understand. <laughs> I um, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, and, wow. and 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 just some of the lines were really delivered awkwardly. So story, uh, it was all over the place. Well, is it? Do you think as much as the actors as it was the 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 director? I think it's all of the above. I mean, Both, I know, I know because these, I know these people are good actors. That that that's the problem. They were just given crap to work with. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I think they tried to do too much in this film. I, I really agree. do. Um, like I said, the, the you know some of the points they want to show were great points, but the execution and path of them were not so good. Yeah. No. Um. So it, it was, it was, yeah. Uh, as far as it ages, now Carrie, I'm going to ask you how you think it aged. Oh, so, hell no. It does not age well at all. I, it felt, <laughs> it felt like they were trying to regress to the Adam West years, uh, but at, in a hyper-sexualized way, and it was just, ugh, I, I, I can't, I, I, why did you guys make me watch this again? Oh, right, because... Yeah, don't worry, we got a good movie way. coming up next time. What? We don't worry, we got a good movie That's coming true. up in two That's weeks. True. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as the other three. Definitely, I actually came. Around, this is gonna make some people mad. I actually came a little bit around a, a bit to Clooney as as Bruce, not as Batman. Still not fully there though. Um, <laughs> probably if I watch it again, I'll lose that little bit I came around to. The effects were very vivid and bright for the nineties. <laughs> they were. Neon everywhere, glow in the dark, everything. Um, it, it, it just it. It just felt it so lazy to to light everything that way. Just like, and and I don't, I don't. I full disclosure, I don't know a whole lot about you know lighting movie sets or anything, but I saw the Batcave set, and. They could have found a better way to light that thing instead of using neon. Yeah, they, I could, they, I could they... probably could have lit that lit that better. And I don't know the first thing about how to light how to light a movie set. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't hold up. Like I said, as far as Clooney goes, I came around a little bit. I still think the best is Keaton, and then Ben Affleck is kind of right up there now too. Mm-hmm. I really like Batfleck, um, <laughs> but. Anyways, uh, Andrea, what did you think? Like I said before, I don't like George Clooney. He's very pretentious. The way that he acts is similar in every single film that he's in. Um, so I wasn't really... He, he's stereotyped is, is what he is in, in, in his one role he's got. Yes. And that's that's what actually makes him a pretty good Bruce Wayne, though. To some right. Degree. I, that That's why I kind of came around to him a little bit as Bruce. Not Batman, but Bruce, because he had that kind of pretentious, I got a lot of money, you do things my way, or that's it. 
kind of attitude. I thought it was pretty interesting that scene when he's being interviewed with that girl and they're like, oh, are there any plans for marriage in the future? And I was Gossip like, this girthy. is part. <laughs> and it's so interesting because that's basically what George Clooney's life is all about. Like everybody's wondering when he's going to get married and blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Um, and does it age well? I don't know. Some of the effects were really cringy and very sloppy. You could see where they did the editing of the film so that things would work well with the, um, the effects, uh, the actions that were happening. And it was just really, really poorly done. And the flow was not there at all no. between scenes. No, it it wasn't. It wasn't. Fred, what what about you? What'd you think? Oh, even the opening sequence was just garbage. The way that they were introducing the like, show title and they had the bat symbol, the Robin symbol coming out together, I thought that was just very, very nineties. Wow. Um, See, I, I actually not. liked that opening credit okay. scene. I really did. And then I saw the ice scene start. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this key scratch are pretty cool. Maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was back back in the day. And then it kept going. <laughs> and then it got worse. <laughs> and it kept getting worse. And then any of the scenes that they used with uh, the computer, I thought, really showed how old the movie was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, though, that that Schumacher did come out a couple of years ago when it was the 20-year anniversary of this movie, and he apologized to the fans. He he said, I am so sorry of how that movie was created. And um, he, he almost, in a way, threw Warner Brothers under the bus, and he said, I was there to make a movie so they could sell toys at that time. Hmm. And, well, that's what it felt like the whole time. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and and that's how he had to portray it on the set is they were they're trying to sell toys. I think they said they made more off toys than they made in the theaters with tickets. I believe for that. For this film. So, because some of the um, toys actually weren't that bad. I didn't right, get a whole lot of them, pretty, but they were they, they were they were they were colorful. Yeah. Um but but anyways, uh so all right, well let's talk a little bit about some things that we liked about the movie. Some things that just made it's a very us... short list. <laughs> yes! About the movie. I liked Robin's bike. Um, I think it's funny how it goes through the window and right behind him, he makes a Robin logo. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> um, what, what, else, what are some things that you all liked about this movie? Um... This is the only 90s Batman movie where Bruce doesn't tell his girlfriend he's Batman. That was cool. That is true. Um, I, I did like that they kept, that they kind of kept the aesthetic of the Burt movies, but yeah, they just, that, yeah. Um, there was almost a decent environmental message if you, squ if you turn your head and squint a bit. Um, yeah. I liked, I did like that the suits appeared more mobile than uh, in previous movies. Um, and the dynamic between, um, Barbara and Dick were, was almost okay, but I've always shipped the two of them anyway, so, except when he's, a, except when he's with Corey, uh, Starfire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that last, a few weeks ago, I think. Um, also, none of the villains died this time. Mm -hmm. yes. That was a positive, right? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, the movie is approved by half a ball of wine. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I don't drink. Uh, 
like the little things that kind of make you smile. Like when he said, Ununited Nations. Uh, yeah. The year without a Santa Claus playing in the in the ice cream joint. Uh, the glow-in-the-dark punk gang, their little hideout. Uh, when he made his little ice sculpture uh, and put it on the clock, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, like, the kind of the, the really... And we'll get into these, the one-liners, where a lot of them came from Ivy. Oh, my um, gosh. Like, the one that says, good stems and good buds. Um, and then, I'll help you grab your rocks. Um, yeah, yeah, the one-liners were... Cringy. Just, it, they were cringy. They were... <laughs> They were amazing, but they were there. Uh, Andrew, what what were what some things that you liked about the movie? Mine can be summarized by lines. Um, but I will say that the hockey scene was like pretty fun. It was, a it was pretty cool. Um, it was a really interesting way to use Freeze's powers. I guess like I can give them that. Um, so... <laughs> Read off these lines, please. So, <laughs> Batman is talking to Robin about how he's over the fact that the pheromones are not working anymore. And then all of a sudden, Batman says, Great stems, though. And Robin says, Buds, too. And then Batman says, Yeah, those were nice. And it's like, Are you kidding me? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Exactly what we're um, talking about. Oh, oh, there's more. <laughs> Ivy, Ivy asked him to tend her garden. Was kind of. Ugh. Oh my ugh. gosh. That <laughs> was a little. Ugh. Especially thorn bushes in there. Especially after she says that he's very young, and then yeah. she says that she wants him to tend his her garden. It's like okay, and then with Commissioner Gordon, she's like, "Oh, you're too old for me." When he's about to like give her everything, and I was like, okay. Yeah, um, I think wow. I think at this point she Dick, has standards. I think, I think at this point, Dick Grayson's supposed to be at least nineteen or twenty. Oh my gosh! He was, we, I think we we basically decided he was like maybe seventeen in Batman Forever. Yeah, not not quite old enough to to be legally independent. So yeah, that's creepy. Yes, very. Um, Mr. Freeze, no matter what anyone tells you, Bane, it really is the size of your gun that counts. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Oh. I love this one. When I saw it, and uh, it was hilarious. Dr. Jason, when he says, well, I can respect your opinion. Sadly, I'm not good at rejection. I'm afraid you'll have to die. I thought that was great. <laughs> Fantastic line. Um, Batman, when he's resisting um, Poison Ivy, why are all the gorgeous ones homicidal maniacs? I have been told that before. <laughs> and that's that not... what? You're a homicidal maniac? <laughs> As a joke, I think. Oh. <laughs> um, My people on this call? Okay. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, then, Robin, I need a sign that you've turned over a new leaf. And then Ivy says, how about slippery when wet? I was like, holy moly. This Ooh. movie needs Jesus and a Bible and holy water because <laughs> it's way too much. Oh um, and I actually enjoyed the neon. I'm not like the the neon bad guys. 
I enjoyed those. Yeah. The rest, I don't care about. I thought it was just way too theatrical, um, especially in the layer of Poison Ivy. But the neon bad guys, there's a nice, I'd like, I would have enjoyed seeing them, but not the whole entire world as neon. Yeah. There were definitely some one-liners in here. <laughs> uh, Fred, what about you? What are some things that you liked about the movie? Like Carrie, I really like the fact they didn't kill anyone off in this movie. I thought that really speak, spoke to the Batman storyline overall. Yeah. Because uh, he always tried not to kill people or hurt anyone. Well, hurt, yes, but not kill. Just brand. Um, I actually really enjoyed the team-up idea of the multiple heroes and multiple villains in this one. Um, having Batman, Robin, and Batgirl all together and then um, multiple villains. I thought that worked really good in concept, but it just didn't play out on screen very well. Um, I, I really liked how uh, Mr. Freeze changed at the end and gave the answer to the McGregor syndrome uh, that Alfred was suffering. I so actually... kind of like went good at the end. I actually... Um liked the fact that um i'm actually losing my train of thought because i interrupted you dear lord <laughs> never mind moving on you can remove this part. you'll remember it maybe uh, i like andrea and mike i really liked a lot of the one-liners yeah some of them were super cringy and we could have cut some of them but definitely not uh, appropriate <laughs> yeah <laughs> But those are classically why they're PG-13, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, is there any other thing that you guys really loved about the movie before we go on what was really bad about the movie? No. Uh, <laughs> this list is All right. longer. <laughs> so uh, here we go. First negative thing, suit nipples. Uh, wow. Not just that. It was a good like two minutes of nipples, crotch shots, asses, like And the fact that Alfred once again, creepy, creepy uncle, Alfred designed the Batgirl suit and all of a sudden you see her pulling it up through her bum bum. Like, <laughs> that, like it was just cringy. I don't know. New they, episode they title fill, for this one, Dat Bum Bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I, can't. Don't, I can't even... Oh, oh we broke Mike wow. again. This is becoming a pattern. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so glad you guys are here. <laughs> I'm really going to name this episode Dat Bum Bum. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just... I'm in. <laughs> this this movie was very it was very overly sexualized from the from yes. the lines from the suits from the Alfred from the outfits I said Alfred. from the Alfreds yes <laughs> Alfred, Alfred is a pedophile. <laughs> oh man, no, we just got done talking about a pedophile on Titans. Um, oh jeez. Uh, but no, I mean it was it was this movie was just. Mm. Um, in the ice skating scene, you could definitely tell those are not ice skates. But they are inline skates. Um, I did notice that. Um, it, story kind of contradicted itself in quite a few places. Just didn't work. Uh, I did not like how Batman disabled Robin's bike. That one, yeah. one kind of bothered that me. Could, just that a one could have gone badly. It, it could have, yeah. But, it, it, but well, what was the name of it? It's like Robin Deactivator. No, what was it? Robin Deactivator or something? I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. 
Um, and I remember putting this on there. How does a cold beam actually work? Well, we don't, can't get into the physics of it. It's it's DC universe. I, I know, I know. <laughs> we can't get uh, into the physics, <laughs> the science, because they got it all wrong. Yeah. All right, so so let's. <laughs> Carrie, what about you? What are some things that you kind of did not like about this movie? Well, I, I, I think I've mentioned the neon. Oh, dear gods, the neon. That, yeah, they, uh, never mind. Um, surfing the stratosphere, that, how does that even work? Not when they, sur- when they surf down, when they su- Hoverboards. Yeah, those weren't hoverboards. Um, <laughs> all the characters were just so wooden, and uh, you know, pedophilia aspect aside, even Alfred kind of sucked in this movie, and he wasn't even in the movie that long. Um, it's just two hours of one-liners. It, the the it's uh, Bane, Bane, Bane. Why did they have to go and ruin Bane? Why? They made him uh, into a dum dum. They did. With a bum bum. It yes. Dum dum with the bum bum. <laughs> um oh. Alfred uh Barbara B. Alfred's niece in not Commissioner Gordon Gordon's daughter is just weird. Um Alfred Well maybe that's the dirty little secret that they both have for each other. There's a lot of dirty little secrets in this movie. Um Alfred oh. Headroom. Eh okay. And that's a very impractical um observatory. Yeah. Speaking of headroom, that line <laughs> when when Barbara goes to check up on Alfred and she's like, "I'm here to tuck you in," and then Alfred is like, "But I'm usually the one that does that." It's like, are you seriously making these people say these lines again? <laughs> again there yeah. is something off there. Oh. Boy, this was a great movie. I'm so glad we watched it. Mike, are are <laughs> yes. you sure you're sober? <laughs> listen, listen. You just had to make it through this movie because the next movie is going to be great. I agree. We have to we have to get through this one first, though. Yeah. So, anything else that kind of bothered you, Fred or Andrea, on these on this movie? Well, I'm going to be repeating myself if I go through my entire list, but uh, there's a couple others that are in here, like. Uh, when they're about, to, they take the rocket and they're heading up to the uh, outer space. And he says, you know, you're, you're in outer space. He's at 30,000 feet. But space starts at uh, 100 kilometers or 330,000 feet. Like, they're not even close. Right. Just the tip. Ha, ha, ha. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I have to make my own poison like, ivy jokes. Oh dear God! Just the tip of space. <laughs> like planes fly at you know between sixty and eighty thousand feet. It's it's not that high up. Right. It is. It is too high though to sky surf. And yes. apparently, you can land on a building and not break your legs from thirty thousand feet. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, sure. I've done it. Huh? I've, I've done it in Star Wars I, I Commander. <laughs> you mean the older public? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know you Sorry. Uh, whoa. Any, what else y'all got? 
There's nothing um, left to say about this movie. The, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I agree with Fred Andrew. Smith. You sound so enthused right now. Weird. <laughs> what? Yeah. What was with the neon on the Batmobile? Just so blue and neon so... was. I think it was because neon was just so big at that time in the '90s. They had just everything had neon. Everybody had to put neon on something. Yeah, but Batman, and... but neon doesn't doesn't you know blend into the night very well and. And this is like the first Batmobile that since like the '60s that doesn't have that isn't like enclosed. And wow, if if you know if Batman's going, if the Batmobile's going at any kind of speed, uh, how is Batman supposed to be able to see where he's going? Because he's, he's out. Bat hat. Bat hat. Dear God. So did Batgirl. Did Did you notice that that Batgirl had? Um, had the the the, the ears. Yeah, of, she the, like, chucks like, them away. And she and she chucks them away so her hair could flow out. The nerve. The, mm-hmm. Now, now, if we're talking about vehicles, can we talk about the 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 water boat that Robin was driving on the in the streets? Is a hydrocar. The giant, the the big the big fan in the back, and he's driving it on skates on 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 like ice skates. Through through Gotham. Yeah, none of that made any sense. <laughs> no, I, I, I tried to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they made it look like they were driving like really fast, but you could tell they were driving like five five miles an hour on that one street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what about Doctor? F- or I keep saying Doctor, Mister Freeze's vehicle. He looked like um a ladybug like that had all these like daggers coming out of the front. Yeah. It's the tip of his mobile. <laughs> The tip. It's all about that tip and those nipples, the cross shots, and that ass. Bum bum, Andrea, bum bum. It's the bum bum. Oh. (laughs) Just, wow. This is a, this is a very um, overly sexualized um, movie, for sure. There is no doubt um, about that. Of course, we're going to get a little bit of that in the next episode. I mean, in the next movie we have to watch. Um, not as bad, but a little more awkward. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just I, I just I don't even know. I I don't even know. Um, anything else negative about this movie before we get into the multiple plot holes and issues this movie oh, had with? Oh, now I remember what I was gonna say a million years ago. Um, it was talking about Freeze and what Fred said about how in the end there was a little bit of that redemption. I really liked that um, Batman is bringing his wife to kind of like the asylum so that he can continue his research and stuff like that. I thought that was like a pretty unique way for him to continue having, I mean, his sole reason for living. So I thought that right. was pretty interesting. I like yeah, that I too, agree. That was, that was kind of cool. And I actually kind of liked Freeze's suit. I know it may sound weird, but I I, I liked the way the blue kind of shined off of him um, on his suit. I mm-hmm. it was, I but um, I understand it's not exactly how it looks like in the comics or in the cartoons. But I I, I kind of liked the way the suit went. Um, well, if you took the blue off, you'd probably just look like um, RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, <Good point>. RoboCop. <laughs> Terminator. He he yes, looked like Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> In a metal suit, yeah. Oh. Sure. All right. Well, let's, if that's all, let's talk a little bit about 
there there's one giant plot hole um in this movie that is just kind of kind of out there. Um, near the end of the film, while Batman is standing over Freeze, he accuses him of killing his wife. Batman tells him that he didn't kill her, but pulls out a small video monitor and shows Freeze the footage of Poison Ivy, admitting that she was the one that pulled the plug on Freeze's wife. The problem is that Poison Ivy revealed this to Batgirl during their fight, and Batman was nowhere near Poison Ivy at the time of the recording of this emission. In fact, Batman was on the other side of the room, upside down, and struggling with the vines that had wrapped themselves around him. He had the good sense to bug Batgirl's suit before he even knew about Batgirl's suit. That's the only thing I can think of. Where did he put the camera? Where did he put the camera, Carrie? I don't even want to know. I don't know either. He didn't even have a camera in his hand at the time because he was too busy using the bat saw to cut the vines away. And even if he had been recording Poison Ivies, there's no way the footage would have been as smooth as it was on a video monitor the way Batman was struggling to free himself. <laughs> so the the gadgets were also something that just kind of were a little awkward to me um, in this movie. You had the bat saw, you had the little the heating guns. Yeah, the very convenient. Very, they, just, they just happen to have all these cool toys and then you know they clip their boots together and ice skates pop out too. Yeah. Like they would know they would need those. <laughs> Of course they would. Wait, you don't have those in your own shoes, Mike? Oh, heck no. (laughs) Must be a Canadian thing. (laughs) Must be. Uh, Anyways, that's probably one of the biggest plot holes. Um, I'm going to kind of go through a little bit. We have kind of a lot of trivia to go through. Well, here's another one before we get into trivia. Go for it. There's the car chase scene, right? And Batman and Robin um, are chasing uh, Dr. Freeze or Mr. Freeze with his henchmen in their own vehicles and they drive down the the arm and then they jump off the fingertip there and they land on top of a building right how they get off the building yeah the very next scene is the batmobile is back in the batcave it's like how did he get there Mm, tow truck magic (laughs) he had had the batman credit card never leave home without it or never leave the cave without it i loved it at least a seven million dollar limit Two million, three million. You don't have that kind of money. I'll borrow it from you. Four million. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you boys ain't fighting over little old me. <laughs> uh, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> All right. So in later interviews, director Joel Schumacher blamed studio pressure to make the film more toy toyetic, to make it marketable for toys and games, which I could see that. Um, Warner Brothers has had a history of sticking their nose into movies they don't need to. Right, Carrie? Yep. Yep. We will talk about that eventually. <laughs> yep. Uh, most of the scenes with Batgirl were cut because Alicia. Listen, now this is kind of bad. Just watch. Alicia Silverstone had gained a few pounds during production, and the wardrobe team had to refit her costume. That's awful. That sucks. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah. When the press discovered the news, they slammed Silverstone's weight gain and mocked the actress for being too fat to fit into her costume. Schumacher publicly defended her during interviews and press meetings jokingly. What is this girl's big sin, that she ate some pizza? When taunting the continued, he lashed out at the reporters that taunted her. He said in a magazine interview, it was horrible. I thought it was very cruel. She was a teenager who gained a few pounds, like all of us do at certain times. I would confront female journalists, and I'd say, with so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia, why are you crucifying this girl? Interesting. Well, that, That's that, absolutely terrible. It is. And like, she was like, probably... And it's not like anything has changed in the last you know, 20 years or so. Right. 
But at least the director stood up for her is the thing, I too. Agree. Yeah. Because so. she would have been, what, 18, 19 during filming? Um, I think she's probably a little older than that. Well, she was born in 76. I just looked it up. And then... So she was 20... It, so then she would have been 20 to 21. Yeah. So really, she would have been a teenager. Date, yeah. yeah. But... But still. Uh, right. Um, the wrestler, terrible. Jeep Swinson, who played Bane when he was bulked up, died two months after the film's release. No. So he never got to see it 20 years later. Um, this is the first and only, as of 2018, appearance of Batgirl in a live-action Batman movie. I'm sorry, it was not 65. Mr. Free says 27 ice puns throughout the movie. Dear, dear, dear. <laughs> when the filming was over, George Clooney quipped, I think we just killed the franchise. Good. At least he realized it. Yeah. It was voted as the number one in Empire Magazine's 50 worst movies ever in February 2010. Uh, I think it's pretty, pretty much. I think it's probably still near the top of that list. No, I know some other movies that rank up there. Mm. Uh, the Batman costume was a 50-pound rubber bodysuit with a 40-pound rubber cape attached to the headpiece. Batgirl and Robin's costume weighed 50 pounds, and Freeze's weighed 75. Yikes. Two extras were arrested and fired after attempting to sell secretly shot footage. Oh, wow. But who would they sell that to? <laughs> Russia? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Schumacher once said in an interview that if Schwarzenegger had not wanted to play Mr. Freeze, Sylvester Stallone was his second choice. Oh, no. Hulk Hogan, who appeared with Stallone in Rocky Three, coincidentally, was Schumacher's third choice to play Mr. Freeze. Oh. I don't think Schumacher would have gotten Hulk Hogan to shave his head, though. No. I think Stallone or Hogan would have been okay for this particular rendition of Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of computers, Fred, the computer in Alfred's room is a prototype design of what would become the 20th anniversary Macintosh. The final design, though, didn't have a window on the CD-ROM bay in the front. Nice. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had been previously considered for several superhero TV series and films. In 78, he was offered the role of the Hulk in The Incredible Hulk. He tried out for the part of Superman Clark Kent in 1978. Um, He turned down both roles. In 1989, he turned down the chance to play Batman Bruce Wayne in Batman 1989 before Michael Keaton was cast. Yeah, that's a Good call. I'm glad he turned that down, um, and I'm glad yep. he turned down Super Superman, too. I could, I could have seen him doing the Hulk. Yeah, me too. Yep. Uh, Schumacher originally wanted Nicole Kidman to play Poison Ivy in Batman Forever, but due to the fact that Kidman was eventually cast as Dr. Chase Meridian. Remember her, Andrea? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Who can forget that girl? Could you imagine if we had Chase Meridian in this movie, too, along with Ivy? Oh, boy. Rated R. I'm not even going to read the rest of that one. Um, Ed Harris, Patrick Stewart, and Anthony Hopkins were all considered for the role of Mr. Freeze until Schumacher decided that Mr. Freeze must be big and strong like he was chiseled out of a glacier. Yeah, there was a rumor at the time that Patrick Stewart took one look look at the script and said, no way. That saved his career. uh, Yes. 
because the movie was such a bomb and it ruined so many careers. There's actually a Batman's curse associated with it. Chris O'Donnell, Alicia Silverstone, and Schumacher all went into serious career slumps after this movie. The only survivors were Schwarzenegger and George Clooney, who was starring in the ER from 1994 at the time and was able to springboard from this other this to other box office hits. Um, this is the only film in which none of the villains is killed by Batman or his allies. And then, of course, you mentioned earlier, as of 2015, this is the only Batman film in which Bruce Wayne's love interest does not learn. He is secretly Batman. So those are just a couple of little things from behind the scenes of the movie. Carrie, do we have any <laughs> goofs in this do movie? We, do we have any goofs? How much time do we have, Mike, to go over um, the goofs? <laughs> we got a few minutes uh-huh. before we have to grade the movie on a scale from <laughs> 1 to 10. Okay. Uh, so when Batman and Robin pull grappling hooks from their utility belts, it zooms in and they are made of wobbly rubber. Uh, when they throw the hooks in the next frame, they make a clink noise of steel hitting steel as they grab. Uh, Good job. Let's see. When Mr. Freeze says, I hate uninvited guests, his lips aren't moving. Uh, when the dynamic trio is trying to unfreeze Gotham and can't wait five the five hours until dawn, Robin suggests that they use the satellites to reflect the sunlight from the other side of the equator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this in and of itself wouldn't have accomplished anything because the equator is a, me- me- a measure of latitude, uh, while time of day is determined determined by longitude. You know, geography one one. Geography one on one, guys. Um, when Batman, Batgirl, and Robin leave Poison Ivy's terrific Turkish bath hideout and go after Mister Freeze, their outfits all change. Uh, Batman gets a new bodysuit with a bat logo that takes up his entire chest. Robin gets a suit uh, with a white bird insignia as opposed to the red one on his other one. And Batgirl acquires a Batman-style mask. With time being of the essence, it's not likely that they would have gone back to the Batcave to change outfits or to get their, other, or to get their other vehicles. So, in other words, we missed the changing sequence. With them clipping the belts and zipping up the pants, which yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, not, not sad about at all. <laughs> uh, let's see, when Batman is lifted upside down by Poison Ivy's vines, his cape is clearly attached to the sides of his legs. Yep. Uh, yep. When Mister Freeze ices the police car, you later see the the car door open and the icicles are on the door. The icicles on the door sway back and forth as if made of rubber. Um, Ms. B. Haven shows no ill effects from being severely underdressed uh, in Freeze's frozen hideout. Miss B. Haven. Mm. <laughs> there you go, Andrea. Oh, dear. Uh, Freeze smokes a cigar in one scene, which, given the state of his altered biology, he shouldn't be able to do. Uh, but uh, Schwarzenegger is known to smoke cigars on a lot, so he they probably had they probably um, had to write that in. I'm guessing. Uh, during oh, the bike wait. race scene, after Robin and Barbara come off their bikes and slide towards the end of the bridge, you can see the, the rail tracks upon which the bikes and the actors are being pulled along by. 
Yep. Um, when Barbara is trying out passwords, she looks at the picture of Margaret and the words love peg are missing. When she looks back, they are there. Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Yep. Um, before and during the final confrontation at the Gotham Observatory, Robin is wearing a bat suit with a silver Robin logo across it. But when they return to the Wayne, to the Wayne Mansion and Batman inserts the blue vials into Al- Alfred's drip, Robin is wearing his old bat his old suit with the red Robin logo on it. I did notice that. And can I just say that it you know they changed Nightwing's uh, costume to be the red and red and black instead of the blue and black. Um, they could have just looked at the Batman and Robin movie and realized that that was a bad idea. Yeah, but we're going to get a Nightwing movie. It's coming. Don't worry. We are. Eventually. Don't worry. Maybe. So, does anybody got any other thoughts before we rate this movie? No. Let's let's do let's do the rating. All right. So, 1 out of 10 and anatomically correct rubber suits. As Poison Ivy said, Carrie how many anatomically correct rubber suits do you give this? Um, one, because I can't go any lower. Mm. Wow. Andrea, what about you? I'm going to say three out of ten anatomically correct rubber suits. Fred, what about you? I like what Andrea said. I'm going to go three out of ten anatomically correct rubber suits. And you know what? That's actually what I was thinking, too. I'm going to stick around three um, anatomically correct rubber suits. We do know that Carrie apparently just really does not like this movie. No, and, um, I, prefer, I prefer to ignore the fact that it exists on most occasions. Yes. Well, we don't have any listener feedback or any listener reviews, which I'm deeply hurt and deeply disappointed about, but that's okay. Our next movie, though, that we are going to be watching, our last movie of 2018, we are finishing up the 90s. We are moving out of the 20th century after this next movie. And from 1998, we are going to be watching Blade. Yay! I'm looking forward to that one. I am too. Andrea, have you ever seen Blade? Uh, Once. Once. Yeah. Has anybody here not seen Blade yet? Good deal. <laughs> so that's from 1998. We're going to watch Blade. And then when we come back in the new year in 2019, we're going to start off in the 2000s, finally. We have made it to the 2000s. And now is where things start getting really, I think, interesting um, in, in our movies that we're getting. Uh, DC's kind of dominated, but you're going to start seeing... Fox and Marvel start to really start to hit the scene here in the early 2000s. So keep those uh, things in mind. And our first movie of 2019 is going to be X-Men from 2000. I'm excited excited. about that one. We got our first introduction of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, We also quite possibly have a special guest joining us for, for that movie. I am looking forward to that. And no, it's well. not Hugh Jackman, guys. I no, wish. No. How do you know? I mean, <laughs> he probably listens to our podcast. He's been saying, I can't wait till you get to my movies. Probably. I mean, it's the same way George Clooney listens to our podcast. Now. Oh, uh, he better not, because then I'm screwed. 
<laughs> or or Uma Thurman listens to our podcast now too. <laughs> Probably. Wow. Oh, anyway, so keep keep in mind, in two weeks here, we're going to be recording Blade. Um, that's going to be on December 23rd. So listen, you're going to have an episode to listen on Christmas morning. As you are opening up presents on Christmas morning, you can listen to us talk about the movie Blade. Uh, yeah, so just keep those things in mind. Uh, so we look forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us. But in closing, Andrea... All right. So, like Mike said, we haven't really gotten any listener feedback, any reviews, but we really, really want to hear from you about what you like about the show. Um, What are some things that you like, things that you don't like? If you want us to kick out Mike from the show, you can let us know. What did I do? Um, You can email us and let us know at capechronicles at randomchatter.com. You can also follow the hosts um, and the Random Chatter Network on Twitter. Uh, For the Random Chatter, it's at Random Chatter. Mike, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Obi underscore Mike Kenobi. That's Obi underscore Mike Kenobi. Carrie, what about you? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire42. That's K-E-R-I Blackfire42. And Fred? You can find me at Freddy Wong Kenobi. That's F-R-E-D-D-Y-W-O-N-K-E-N-O-B-I. And you can also find me on Twitter at CatsBears. That's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. And you can also find all our shows at randomchatter.com. Right, we want you to spread the word and support us. Leave reviews again, like I said, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We want want your reviews. The more reviews we have, the more likely people will see our podcast when they look for something. And I have looked in um, the iTunes store, and I just have to say, we have a one of a kind podcast. I don't think, from my hunt, there's any other podcast like ours in the iTunes store. Um, that is going back and chronicling all these superhero movies. So we want our name to get out there. So make sure you go and review us so we can get our name out there a little bit more. Tell your friends about us. Let them know uh, that you listen to Cape Chronicles and you get to watch all these awesome classic movies with us as well, like Batman and Robin and now Blade coming up. And uh, But tell your friends about us. Um, tell your neighbor. Tell the person walking the dog down the street that you um, that you you know listen to us join us in discord randomchatter.com slash discord you can support us on patreon by going to randomchatter.com slash patreon none of the money that you give us goes to us it goes to help keep the network um, keep the network running for hosting fees and everything else like that uh, but listen seriously come join us in discord we, we have a blast in discord uh, we have a good time and uh, we want you to come and be a part of us and finally, the music you hear in this podcast is High Roller Mojo by Blue Stolly, and as silly as this sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. <laughs>